your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm Rick Solom. Not technically kicking off the year like that because me and Dr. Anthony Trigoski came on New Year's Day and did a show. We kind of recap 2020, some of the weirder stories. Uh, it was kind of a fun show. A little serious for, for just a New Year's Day show, but some of the topics were, were kind of weird. And so it was a little wacky. Uh, all the shows end up at wisdomnews.com slash podcasts. Representative Steve Doyle of Alaska, Assembly Assembly Speaker, Assemblyman Steve Doyle is going to be on the show here in about eight minutes, depending on how much I ramble. And he's going to be talking about the essentially the dueling COVID packages the state legislature and the governor have proposed. And we'll see what Steve, Representative Steve Doyle has to say about that. I'm I'm reaching out to Joe Billings as well, and. And may, hopefully, yeah, I mean, there's there's a chance she could come on today, depending on how well I check my email during the show. Um, oh, she emailed me back, but I can't read and talk at the same time, so I'll, I'll read that in a minute. Uh, but the, but I, I would like to get her opinion, too. Uh, it'd be great if we elected, like, a, a Republican around this area. I know there's one south of here we we could talk to. I, I, top, I forget his name. He ran against, like, the... the, the Eighteen or twenty-year-old uh, last election. I just for his name escapes me at this moment. But uh, as as we have, you know, we're represented here in the assembly and the the senate with with Democrats, so we get that that kind of side of the argument. But it is an interesting side too, because the legislatures um, led by Republicans and Jill Billings and Steve Doyle are in the minority, so. Do they feel helpless when when these packages are rolled out and they're like, uh, we should include this or that? I, don't, I just don't know how it works. It'd be interesting to talk to Steve Doyle, who's literally driving home from Madison, so he'll be in his car. Hopefully he doesn't go through that one part kind of around Toma. I feel like it's just past Toma. Well, it'd be coming from the other direction, too, probably, So uh, where there's just a dead zone and a giant hill. I love getting into that area when I'm trying to talk on the phone. And I uh, got a text here from Bob says, uh, what an amateur hour. I mean, not really. I'm getting paid to do this. So it's technically a professional. I'm a professional at this. What are you talking about? It's, it's nice, though. It's nice to uh, to hear that from you. Uh, if you want to read about the the package, of co- the COVID-19 package. So Evers came out today and he said, Yo, this is the first thing. I don't think he said yo. He probably said some old-timey word that I wouldn't even be in my vocabulary. It would be funny, though, if Evers came out and said, yo, we need to do this COVID-19 package right away. Uh said something like that earlier, and and he rolled out something a couple of weeks ago. We just we just don't do, do anything with it uh, until we get a, the new legislature approved, apparently. So we just go a whole month or two months or however many months it's been. Uh, with without doing any government, but wait, it's been since April fourteenth, and the uh, the 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 idea that the legislature hasn't met in session since April fourteenth is now no longer because they technically met in session today, although it was like more of a ceremony, and and we'll see if if we meet in session again. It, it would be it would have been funny if we would have met in session and gabbled in and gabbled out of the session. Because that's the that's what we've done the last two times. 
or not the last two of the last three times I should say. So that would have been funny. It would have, in fact, as a joke, they probably should have did that. It would have been, and then just like gaveled back in. I don't know how that works. All the technicalities. Oh, you gaveled out. We all actually all have to technically leave. Um. All right. So figure out how fast I can get Doyle in here. I guess he's just driving. I can get to Brad in the news. Let's do that. Let's go to Brad in the news, and then we'll talk to uh, State Rep Steve Doyle about the what I what I like to call the dueling pianos, the uh, the dueling COVID packages between the Democrat governor and the Republic state legislature. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. But on the phone with me right now is on Alaska State Rep in the 94th Assembly District, Steve Doyle. I will say the, the name that I was forgetting before is Republican Lauren Oldenburg. Uh, when Brad ran in to uh, remind me of the name, it popped in my head right away. But Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good. I was saying earlier in the show, it'd be like I, I talked to you. I want to get Jill Billings on, but it'd be nice to also get a Republican in the area that represent uh, a representative, uh, because you know, obviously, we're Democrat in in the area here, immediate area. But uh, you were in Madison today. Hey, first session, technically uh, a session since April. That's congratulations. <laughs> well, today was mostly ceremonial. Uh, we had the swearing in, and we had. Um you know, the election for speaker and, and so forth. But um, after today, we get down to business. Yeah, and th- there's there's been a proposal by by Evers and a proposal by what, what do I what do I call it? Republicans in the legislature because you're you're obviously in the legislature here. You're in the assembly. Do you not sign off on whatever is proposed on that side, or how does that work? Well, actually, um, right now we have three proposals floating around. Oh, okay. Let me talk about those. So the governor put up his uh, a couple days ago, and that was um, uh, what he considered a compromise proposal based on uh, discussions that he'd had over the last uh, few days with uh, Republican leadership. Then this morning, the Democrats in the state assembly, uh, we put out our proposal, which adds a few more things to what the governor had done. Uh, including some extra benefits for um, frontline workers and, and you know help for them and so forth. Uh, then uh, this afternoon, the Republicans uh, brought forward their proposal, which um, uh, has some of the stuff that the governor um, uh, has in his, uh, but then had some additional things that the governor was opposed to. Uh, now, what we're seeing happen is the health committee gets that bill and will vote on it uh, tomorrow. Uh, or no, Wednesday, and then the uh, assembly is back in session. We just found out this afternoon we're back in session at 1 o'clock on Thursday, uh, presumably to vote on that bill, the Republican version. Now, last week was the big fight. We weren't fighting over COVID. We weren't fighting over legislation. We were fighting over masks, which I thought was, uh, I don't know, a little immature. Um, Are we over that now? Did Did we finish the mask fight? No, I don't think that we're over that, uh, and it depends on where you're talking about masks, uh, masks in general in the state or masks well, in the state uh, legislature. Essentially um, in the chamber, you were fighting over whether or not we should be wearing mandatory masks in the chamber, right? Something like that? Right, and uh, so it was not mandatory masks in the chamber today, um, and uh, so I was in Madison ready to go, but uh, when I looked in the chamber and saw that a lot of people didn't have masks, um, 
uh, I and, and uh, my Democratic colleagues decided that uh, we would be in the building. We're there to do our job. Uh, but we weren't going to go into the chamber because that sets the wrong example. I mean, we're, we're trying to tell people, follow our lead. And if we, if we don't provide the appropriate lead, um, you know, we're, we're kind of hypocrites, in, in my opinion. So I was there ready to go to work. But um, unfortunately, uh, not everybody is willing to follow the CDC guidelines. All right. And then does the mask mandate have to be reissued here pretty soon because it's going to expire? Yeah, you know, I don't know what's going to happen on that. I'm assuming that the Republican version of the the COVID uh, package will pass on Thursday in the Assembly. I don't know what the Senate's going to do. Um, so that could take precedence over some of this stuff. One of the things that's in there is uh, a provision that some of my Democratic colleagues don't like because they look at it as a restriction, uh, which says that if, if a local health department wants to implement some restrictions, um, they can do it on a 14-day basis, and, and then it expires or has to be ratified. I'm not sure by whom. Um, I look at that as something that might actually be a positive, uh, because right now in La Crosse, for example, um, our health department and our county attorney uh, are of the opinion that they don't have authority to do those kinds of things. So this would say they could do it on at least a 14-day basis if there's a, a you know a, a, a call for it, you know, an emergency at, at that point, calling for some specific restrictions. So, you know, there's some good and there's some bad in there. Uh, we just got it uh, today. Uh, the Republicans didn't circulate it for Democratic co-sponsors, so we we hadn't even seen the text of it till this afternoon. And, um, you, you know, I did a crash course kind of like back when I was in law school, trying to learn everything the night before the test. Now, when you said you guys, uh, the Assembly proposed had a proposal this morning, did the, did the Republicans have that proposal earlier? Um, no, no. Unfortunately, that's the way things seem to go in Madison, is that you bring forth stuff without um, having a, di- a discussion. Uh, I, I don't support that. Uh, I do support the fact that the governor thought he was bringing forward something that both sides had agreed upon. Uh, so I give him credit for trying to come up with a compromise bill. The, the important thing from the governor's package is he looked at that as a first step. What he said is, you know, we've been talking, we meaning himself and uh, uh, Republican leadership in the Senate and the Assembly, we've been talking, and here are the things that I think that we, for the most part, agree upon. Um, and this is a bill. Can we get this passed? And then we'll come back and we'll do round two shortly after that. But let's get the things that we agreed upon on the table and, and let's get those enacted into law. Um, so I, I do give him credit for trying to reach out to both sides. The legislature being what it is, you're going to see, you know, this kind of partisan stuff for a while. And, and hopefully at some point we're going to get together and say, you know, this is getting um, ridiculous here. We shouldn't be doing this kind of nonsense in a pandemic. Let's sit down and work out something that both sides can live with instead of who wins and who loses. This would be the best time to do something, right? Because if we wait two years or uh, just under two years, it's going to be Evers is going to be either proposing legislation right before an election, or he's going to be able to point to the the legislature and say, Hey, they haven't, they haven't done anything. And what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Well, you know, in that, in the last election, we heard a lot about that. Uh, In fact, I said a lot about that, that, you know, um, I wanted to go back to Madison uh, before the election and vote on a COVID bill. Um, and I heard from a lot of my constituents saying, 
you know, good for you. You're you're willing to talk. You're willing to sit down. Uh, shame on people who aren't willing to at least discuss this and and bring a bill forward so that we can have a public debate on on the various provisions. So, you know, I, I'm not happy that this is happening on Thursday because you know it. it the Republicans took the governor's bill, added a bunch of stuff that they, you know, are pretty sure that the Democrats don't like, most of the Democrats anyway. Um, and so what's going to happen is the bill's going to get rammed through. The governor's going to have to decide if he's going to sign it or veto it. Um, you know, I don't like backroom kind of stuff, but I do think that you need to have both sides talking ahead of time so that when a package comes up for a vote in the legislature, at least you know it's going to pass and not get vetoed, and I don't think we have that at this point. So when you guys meet on at 1 p.m. Thursday, there's not going to be this, uh, we can cross this thing off, we can add this, we can cross, and then we'll sign it. It's it's either sign it or don't sign it? Uh, this is not an appropriation bill, so it's not subject to the governor issuing a par- uh, partial veto like with the budget. So it's a take-it-or-leave-it kind okay. of thing. Um, we have a call into the governor's office to find out if he... Um, has had a chance to, to go through the bill yet? Uh, is he, you know, is it something he can live with? Is it something he can't live with? Uh, you know, so we're waiting to hear where where he's at on the whole thing. I mean, if if it's something that he could stomach, I would imagine that most of my Democratic colleagues will vote in favor of it. If it's something that he says, here are my objections to it. There may be some splintering. Some people may vote yes. Some people may vote no. Um, I. Have informed my uh, Democratic leadership in in the assembly that I'll vote my district. I won't vote my party. I won't vote my governor. I won't vote uh, anybody but the people who you know who uh, live in the 94th district. And that might mean I vote yes, and it might mean I vote no. I need to do a little bit more research before I make up my mind on that. Yeah, and you're over the next couple of days. You're just going to be deciphering the proposal, right? Yeah, just try to figure out two things. One is what's in it, uh, and secondly, what's next. You know, if this if this is uh, a one and done, um, and Republicans, you know, position is this is all we need to do, I'm gonna have a hard time with that because there's certainly some things in there that are, you know, or that aren't in there that, that should be. Um, so, yeah, I want to know what's in there, what's not in there, and, and you know, is there a plan for dealing with the bigger picture as we go on? Uh, so, so it's very likely that come Thursday we won't see anything passed or signed off, right? I assume that something will pass the assembly on Thursday. Um, I don't know if there is a date yet that the Senate will get the bill, um, and if, you know the, the Senate is also controlled by the Republicans. So if it passes the assembly, I assume it will pass the Senate. Then it's in the governor's hands, and you know we haven't heard yet what his plans are with regard to it. Okay, um, I always I always bring up the, the omnibus is kind of the word that gets flowed floated around and I don't know is this an omnibus bill where there's a whole bunch of things in it and we got to kind of negotiate as opposed to just pulling each thing out I mean we could couldn't we just do this again like I always talk about this just here's one proposal sign off on it or don't here's the next sign off on it or don't and just do them one at a time well it's all in one package there's um what I saw the list of things there's maybe 20 25 things on it um, so it's an omnibus in that respect. Um, so one, some people may call it omnibus. I think I would call it a minibus because okay. not everything is in there that should be in there. Um, uh, there, in terms of how some of this new federal money is going to come uh, into the state and what's going to happen with that, 
you know, the the Republican proposal says, well, the legislature will decide. Well, it, you know, I would rather have people who this is what they do all the time, you know, in our health departments, both at the state and the, and the local levels, uh, giving some consideration to how some of that money should be spent, uh, rather than, uh, you know, 99 politicians in the Assembly and 33 politicians in the Senate. You know, I, I think that this is too important to play politics with. And, and so, you know, I, I'd like to see better answers than simply saying the legislature will decide. Yeah, I just... Uh, the. I understand the idea that we were going to put all this stuff in. We're going to kind of negotiate. You take some stuff. We'll take some stuff. We have differing viewpoints on on how the package should be proposed. But I feel like there's just a couple of things that just one or two things like, let's just do it. Like, we'll pass this stuff. And then also, how dependent are you on the federal government to make some of this stuff happen? Well, you know, the the CARES money um, that we had gotten and then this new stimulus package are going to be really important. Uh, you know, components to it, but it's more than just, I mean, it, it is, a big part of it, obviously, is money, although the package on Thursday um, does not spend any new money. Uh, it's more, uh, I guess you could call it regulatory. Um, so, the, you know, the federal government, yep, you know, we're going to certainly, you know, be dependent upon them. They can print money. We can't, uh, you know, so we have a much tighter budget to, to live within, and, and, and as we should. Um, but, you know, the the state really has never had a plan. You know, we had the governor's proposal, and the Republicans didn't like it, and, you know, we wanted to get their proposal. Nothing has ever been put down in writing saying, this is the state of Wisconsin's plan for how we're going to deal with the pandemic. And, you know, we're on day one of the new session. Now would seem to be a good time to say, you know, let's just forget about what happened last session and how much everybody disliked each other. And let's start fresh and see if we can come up with something we can live with. But instead, we're starting, you know, off on what I would call a bad foot. You know, the the Democrats didn't like the the mask or lack of a mask requirement today in the chamber, so the Democrats didn't go to the floor. The Republicans did, so they're mad. Democrats are mad. Democrats brought in a proposal this morning. Republicans probably didn't like it. Republicans brought in a package this afternoon. Democrats probably don't like that. This is not a way to deal with a pandemic. I mean, we should all be on the same side here versus the, the virus instead of Democrats versus Republicans. All right. State Rep. Steve Doyle. Hey, thanks. Thanks a lot for joining us. I know you're driving, so it's not even really like you're just killing two birds with one stone at this point, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, actually, for, for you, Rick, I pulled over. I'm, I'm at, at the mobile station in Lodi so that I don't kill anybody while I'm on the road thinking really hard before I answer all your questions. Oh, that, that I do appreciate. That um, Oh, I did I did mention this, and, and I got a text about it. Yeah, I, Reeling it into uh, La Crosse County, um, a, a couple of weeks ago, the, the county board decided to give raises to county workers, which I think is great. I think we got a lot of middle-class people that are hurting right now. Uh, but people people criticize that because they can see that they feel like that's hey my tax money is going to uh, directly to county workers who are getting raises while I'm not getting a raise. But uh, can you can you talk about giving county workers raises a little bit? Absolutely, um, and they weren't raises; they were a one-time bonus. Um, and I absolutely sympathize with the people who are concerned about that. It's like. You know, I work for a, a private employer. I didn't get a bonus. I, maybe I didn't even have a job at, at this point. I, I certainly sympathize with that. Um, what the county was reacting to was the lack of anything happening 
to, to try to, again, jumpstart our economy at the local level. And we don't have the ability to, for example, say we're going to give a 10% tax cut because the, the county is mainly dependent upon you know, property taxes, which come out once a year. So there, I mean, we could give a tax cut that people wouldn't see till, you know, till next December or, or January. So, I mean, we didn't have that option. So the best way that we felt to put money into our local economy to try to give that stimulus like the federal government did um, and like the state has, you know, at that point talked about, uh, was to do it through our employees. So by by giving them bonuses, we were expecting that, you know, okay, they're going to go out and buy a few more Christmas presents at our local stores. They're going to maybe go to some of our local restaurants. They're going to spend money, you know, maybe buying that new washer that they've put off, you know, that they, they really need. I mean, those are things that would put money into our local economy pretty much immediately. So this was not a benefit specifically for county employees. This was a benefit for our local economy to try to inject money into that local economy. So, yes, if you weren't a county employee and you didn't get it, I absolutely 100% feel for you. Um, I, 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 I certainly understand people being angry about it. I, I, I understand that. Um, this was what we, in good faith, thought was the best thing that we could do to add a little bit of oomph to our local economy. Has it been a while since county workers had technically raises? Uh, well, I don't know if we've ever really had bonuses. I mean, the county employees get, you know, the typical cost of living, uh, you know, raises, uh, you know, on an annual or every two or three year basis. Um, but in terms of a, a one shot bonus, it's something that rarely happens. I, I don't even know the last time that we ever did that. And I know a lot of companies are doing COVID pay over this pandemic period. It's not like the county was giving COVID pay a 15% jump bump in, in pay during a during, during a pandemic. So kind of makes up for that a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, in my other job, I'm an attorney at the Johns Clarity and Collins firm in La Crosse, and we gave um, a, a bonus to our employees at, at Christmas time. And, and uh, uh, this year, it turned out there were 27 biweekly pay periods instead of 26. And so... Some employers could have said, well, we paid you in full by mid-December, so you don't get an extra paycheck on, uh, you know, December 31st. Uh, Our law firm and most private employers that I know of um, said, you know, we we need to do something for employees, and so we're going to give that extra pay period uh, this year simply because it's the right thing to do. Um, You know, so I, I think... What we're seeing around the state, around the country, is people trying to pull together and do the right thing. If government would do the same thing, we'd be in a heck of a lot better situation. Sure. All right, Steve, thanks for joining us. Hey, you bet, Rick. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was State Rep. Steve Doyle of the Assembly. He's the 94th District Assembly out on Alaska there. All right, we're running a little late. We're going to break for news. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, shoot me a text, give me a call. I do have a couple of texts. Uh, I, I know Bob texted me earlier in the show, said, what an amateur hour. Uh, he's making fun of me because, of course, on a Monday, doing 27 things right before the show starts, except turning the board on. So, uh, sorry about that, Bob, but thanks for the joke. And, uh, I think I think Tom. Oh, Tom texted me too, and he asked if we we need to do some retraining here. Maybe it's a new year, but uh, we've got it figured out. Seven seconds of dead air. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> uh, Joe texted in as we had State Rep Steve Doyle, a Democrat, on, and um, you could reach out to Lauren Oldenburg too in in the 96th Assembly District here at some point. Uh, I think I want to. I, I would rather get Jill Billings on first because she represents Lacrosse, but uh, Lauren Oldenburg would complete the dueling pianos, right? As he's a a, a Republican. And just to talk about what the proposals and get his viewpoint on there. But Joe did text in uh, the only conservative voice is Mike. He's speaking of Mike Hayes on in the morning from six to nine. I'm with him. Uh, And then he goes, you, sir, are simply ignorant. Doesn't take long to detect that. I guess that would make sense since the news filters down to you from CBS fake news. Um, the idea that I'm the uh, that Mike Hayes is the only conservative voice on Wisdom is uh, pretty laughable. <laughs> Consider we only have locally two voices. Uh, I guess I guess technically you're right, but the uh, 11 hours of conservative radio that comes on before my one hour uh, would would uh, beg to differ from <laughs> the, the fact that uh, the 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 station has liberal voices on all the time. Um, good one though, good one, Joe. Uh, and then he then he texts in after that. Follow the lead of liberal Cal Governor Gavin Boy and the Cuomo brothers? Question mark. So I guess he's. I, I guess my ideas are that of uh, the California governor. Is it Gavin Newsom? I don't know Gavin Boy and uh, the Cuomo brothers. So one is one is in New York. I don't know if he's the governor or the the New York City mayor. And the other one is a news personality on probably CNN, uh, the Cuomo brothers. I don't watch TV news, so I'm not totally up to speed, and I've never really heard those guys talk. I've heard the Cuomo brothers rip on each other, um, and then one got COVID. I know that. And California Governor Gavin Newsom, I've only heard talk on the Adam Carolla show about five, six years ago, and Adam Carolla is like a conservative a comedian and a conservative. And uh, I don't think Gavin Newsom's going to go back on the Adam. I think it was Gavin Newsom. Um, but that's the only time I've ever heard Gavin Newsom talk. So the idea that uh, I'm getting my, I'm taking, I'm following the lead of, of those people is pretty laughable too. Like, why would I do that? I have my own agenda and I take the lead from myself. 608-785-7914. Right on time, Eric from Sparta's calling. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing you didn't refer to Mr. uh, uh, You call him Jim instead of uh, 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 bipartisan Jim Doyle. And uh, the reason the Republicans uh, uh, disallowed this uh, governor's, one of his first uh, proposals was big gun control legislation. And Wisconsin has is a history of having guns and stuff, but he wanted to turn this thing into a, into a nothing but a Nazi state by the police to disarm everybody, and that's exactly what Joe Biden's going to do. He's going to name uh, Bill O'Rourke as his uh, ATF chief, more than likely. And Democrats, why do they hate guns so much anyway? Can you tell me that? Can you explain that to me? Uh, the, the fact that we want to register the guns. Um... No, why do no no no? I said why do Democrats hate guns so much? Because they all do, of course. I think guns. I think the the idea that some people are killing other people with guns would would probably be why people hate guns uh, in general. The idea that uh, people are killing people with guns. I think that's it. Uh, if we had some proper training with guns and 
determine we determine who gets guns a little bit more securely, which would include more background checks, I guess. I'm not I'm not a big I'm not I'm not a big uh into uh all the things that surround guns. I don't have a gun and I don't plan on getting a gun. And so I don't it it doesn't it doesn't bother me one way or the other at this point. Uh the the idea that guns kill people is is probably what bothers me the most. And I don't I don't I don't oppose any extra rules and making it harder for people just to get guns. I think it's pretty easy to get guns here. Can't you just go to a gun show and buy a gun? Isn't it pretty easy to get a gun? Uh, let's make it harder for people to get guns, and and then I'll be good with that. But it doesn't affect me because I don't I don't want a gun. So we did have we did have a, a gun in the studio at one point in time, and it was pointed directly at me in uh, like not on purpose, but it was in a holster, and it was we had a guest in here, and I was sitting back over there. If anyone's watching on Facebook Live, I'm pointing. Uh, and it was kind of in the holster, but pointed directly at me, so that made me a little nervous. <laughs> um, but anyway, I I don't I I think Eric's misunderstood about gun legislation. We we did have a thirty second session at the end of August in the Wisconsin State Legislature to to discuss policing bills, stuff stuff like banning chokeholds. So stuff that like okay, banning chokeholds, I could see either side of that, right? And we brought Steve Doyle on after that session. It was a 30-second session that was gaveled in and out without any discussion, any debate. Um, so we'll see if we debate some of this stuff on Thursday. I, don't, I guess everybody's going to read all the proposals and decide whether or not to to sign off on them. Uh, I, did, I do feel like I caught Doyle, though. At one point, he said uh, he was mad that Republicans put their bill out this afternoon in the la- in seemingly a last-minute deal where Democrats couldn't read about it. But the he did mention earlier in the earlier in the interview that Democrats put out the assembly Democrats put out their bill in the morning. So they could have put they could have gave the their counterparts the bill yesterday or last week or whenever maybe they just did it last minute and they only had it done till the morning. But uh but so <laughs> there's like a little bit of omission there, a lying by omission. Um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, the the Republicans put their proposal in the assembly out this afternoon, but you guys put your your side. Democrats put their your side out this morning. So, I feel like maybe Republicans read the Democrats' bill this morning and then put their proposal out. Maybe they did that to have to have the bill first. Kind of gives you an advantage. Um, but we'll see what happens Thursday. So we no longer can really say that our our state legislature hasn't met in in, in the uh, in session since April anymore. But we kind of can, <laughs> and they haven't passed anything since April. So we'll see how long it takes for them to pass anything. Uh, it's still pretty annoying that we if we if we have stuff that we agree on, and I guess that's where Governor Tony Evers is 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 coming from. He thought his proposal was the things that everyone agreed on. And maybe it is. I, it doesn't look like it is, but uh, we'll see what happens on Thursday at 1 p.m. But uh, when Republicans put out a bill, Democrats put out a bill, the governor puts out his own bill, and and then we're gonna just we're gonna read all those things and and decide what to sign off on, on Thursday. Sounds like we're not gonna get anything done again. But I just I feel like in when when Doyle says there were about twenty to twenty five things in the proposal, I don't know if he was talking about his Democratic proposal or the Republican proposal. 
Um, but if there's 20 to 25 things, like let's pull each of those out one at a time. If we're going to argue about this for months and months and months and months, right? We've been arguing about COVID legislation since the last time we've passed COVID legislation in April. If we're going to argue about that stuff for months and months. Let's just start passing things one at a time because whatever, we could just do one a week and we can agree. At least then we can vote on them. And if they pass, they don't pass. Then at least we know where everyone stands. Uh, you know, uh, l- let's give healthcare workers a-, a boost financially with a a pay raise, something like that. So, you know, uh, and then, <laughs> so that was that was part of the Assembly Democrats' uh, bill this morning, or this yeah this morning as uh you know as they argue about mass mandates and stuff, but but the Dems wanted to to do stuff for healthcare workers. There's a big story on wisdomnews.com, and I, I took notes, but I took too many notes, and now I'm just having trouble finding exactly where. I mean, here we're arguing about mass. And, oh, here it is. Uh, Democratic proposal, it included everything in the Evers bill and more that Republicans opposed, like accepting the federal Medicaid expansion money. So why wouldn't we do that during a pandemic? I mean, if the feds have offered the state money and we don't take it, then and we're all paying taxes into the feds, then we're just not taking our own money back here. Why aren't we all mad about that? Just take the ex- federal ex- Medicaid expansion money, especially now when everyone's hurting. Um, they also propose, Democrats also propose paid sick leave and hazard pay for healthcare workers. How hard is that? Like, let's just vote on that. Paid sick leave and hazard pay for healthcare workers. Boom, pass it. Could have did it today, maybe. Just sign off on it and then go to the next thing. But that's a that's a that's a piece in the Democratic proposal. That's not even in the in Evers' proposal because he doesn't think uh, Republicans would even the the audacity that Republicans pass something for paid sick leave and, and hazard pay for healthcare workers. No way that's going to happen. Uh, all right, we got to take one more break. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PS. A couple of minutes left here on a Monday. Not technically the first show of the year because me and Chagoski did a show on New Year's Day. It's pretty fun. We talked, I don't remember, we just talked about, oh, we recapped the year. Just messing that up with uh, the post-Christmas Day or the Christmas Eve show we did. Um, I think it was Christmas Eve where we just, we talked about movies and, and all kinds of nonsense. Uh, Ryan texted in, why don't hospitals take care of their employees? Hey, good point. We need our state legislature to pass uh, hazard pay and paid sick days for healthcare workers. But I don't think all healthcare workers are at hospitals. I mean, we could we could decide that all healthcare workers should get paid sick leave and and, and hazard pay. You got a point. I feel like there's a lot of healthcare there's a lot of workers in the healthcare field that aren't at hospitals where we think of hospitals is probably just like printing money essentially at the, where they could pay their workers as much as they want. Um, but you know, you got to think like nursing homes, stuff like that. I'm guessing, I'm guessing nursing home workers aren't living the good life with hundred million dollar salaries. I'm just guessing, just taking a shot in the dark there. <laughs> I, and then, uh, Tom texted in, there are background checks to buy a gun in Wisconsin, right? There's, there's, a little bit of that so i won't i'm not going to get into it because i just i just don't i don't have the wherewithal to talk about gun legislation right now especially with uh 30 seconds to go in the show but uh thanks a lot for everyone for texting uh for those of you calling right now um you called too late you got to call 
earlier. The show's a whole hour, so you're going to wait until the last 20 seconds to call. It's a little difficult. And uh, thanks for Steve Doyle for, for joining us on his trip back from Madison, the first time we've uh, been in session in the state legislature since April.